Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. My dog mom heart is a little crushed right now, Emily. I know. I saw your post. I just... <laughs> But I'm also proud of you for successfully fostering and doing what this I know. system is meant I'm for. I'm like sad, <laughs> but also feeling really good about it. This isn't the first time we fostered, but it is the first time we fostered where we like did the point of the foster, which is <laughs> create a temporary home rather mm-hmm. than a forever home. And it was really good. And I definitely think we'll be doing it again. And it also brought up a lot of emotions about do we go back to foster training for kids but I'm like I don't know maybe that's a whole other ball game (laughs) that's a whole other ball game but yeah no it was great I on a whim got an email I am on the foster list after we fostered Esther last summer and I get the emails every week that are terrible because they have Mm -hmm. beautiful pictures of doggies Mm -hmm. and then their stories and it's, you know, everything from what are their preferences to what situation did they come out of and how do they act and interact. And it hurt my heart. But Dobby came to us. He was rescued from a hoarder situation. There was 150 dogs on oh, site. Mylanta. And like our on lo- a farm or something? Probably not. Probably not in big enough space, I'm sure. And 150 animals were rescued, and our local Wayside Waifs got 40 of them. It was clear that most of them were actually siblings. Hmm. So puppies were had, and then they would have more puppies, probably with each other. No, (laughs) I know, I know. And yeah, not good, but he is the cutest little hound mix. But he was not little. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was so tall. But it was a lot of fun. And ultimately felt really good about placing him. He went to a family with a little 10-year-old girl. It was her birthday present to have her first dog. No. It was just special to be a part of that. That is super cute. We, you know, are dog-free for the first time in 13 years. Mm-hmm. And we had the opportunity to help with a rehoming process of two what did I say they were they weren't golden doodles they were something else because they're smaller I thought they were shih tzu mixes but maybe I'm wrong no they were lapso poos that's what they were so it's very similar so half lasso apso half poodle I guess anyway miniature poodle maybe because they're not huge they're like 30 35 pounds we were approached by someone we know who was rehoming two of them and literally Brian considered it. And I saw it immediately and was like, absolutely not. 
And Brian like, well, and I go, no, literally no. We just became dog free for the first time in 13 years. I'm so excited for like rugs and not like dirt on my couch or my floors and just like not having to get up and do the whole process. And so he thought about it for like 30 seconds and then we're like, okay, yeah, psych. I don't want to do that. But it was really interesting because part of me, like I still love dogs. I love cuddling them and petting them and seeing them and all of the things. And just the thought of like having one in my house, I'm over right now. And I've heard from a lot of parents who like didn't have a fun time having dogs when their kids were young and didn't get one or weren't open to getting more until their kid was like nine or 10 or 11 and they could like help out in the process. And I'm like, Uh okay, maybe in like six years (laughs) we'll consider it. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone has seasons and everyone has tolerances. We are for sure just, we're dog people for sure. Yeah. Like if we had more space, I think we would likely have more animals than we do now. What more space do you need? I mean, (laughs) I think Jared's ideal is that we had more space in the back so we could not necessarily this house, but have different pins, not just one big fence so that you could like separate some animals and quarantine some animals. But he talks about that he's wanted to build a beagle barn forever. A beagle barn. <laughs> I know. So imagine like instead of horse stalls, they're just like Stop dog it. kennels. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my. <laughs> and so he, I mean, for sure in retirement, like I'm nearly positive we will have an animal sanctuary for like aging dogs. Well, I'm, I'll come to I'm, your sanctuary and pet them and then go home. <laughs> that's fine. No that's dog. fine. Although, so my current problem is I'm trying to avoid driving to the middle of nowhere. There is a beagle barn and like this exists already. They have a thousand acres <gasps> and they regularly get beagles who are rescued from research facilities. Oh my gosh. And the last set that they got was over 400 animals. Holy moly. And then sometimes there are litters of puppies simultaneously happening and things. So if on a whim I say I'm (laughs) driving 10 hours for the weekend, probably because I'm going to this lovely animal sanctuary. I wish I remember the name. If you're curious, you can definitely DM me. I'll find out for you. You'll look it up and find it at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was trying to think of a clever segue with the conversation that we're going to have today, but I don't think there is one. But over in Boss Project World, let's see, housekeeping before we get started with today. I don't think there's a whole heck of a lot going on right now. It is spring and we're kind of just like hunkering behind the scenes and making incredible content and getting stuff out to you. We're having a tremendous time with our clients inside the incubator, really seeing so many service providers get clear on how to actually build their business life first. And then the accidental thing that happens from that, which is like a shit ton of increased revenue. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I knew it was lofty when we said, no, literally you can like cut your time and then also double your income because I've seen it happen and we've done it. But I was like, how many people like, is this actually going to work out for? And the fact that it started happening within 30 days of like our first clients joining, literally over 2xing incomes, cutting full-time hours out of their schedule because they're getting clear on their priorities, seeing it actually happen for so many people who are then getting to intentionally decide, do I fill that spot with a client or do I do nothing? And that is the power of choice 
when you build oh. a life first business that I want all of you to have. Yeah. So if you're interested in what it would look like for you, I definitely encourage you to apply. You can go to bossproject.com slash incubator, and we would love to chat with you specifically about what that would look like yeah. to yeah. dive into. But today we're talking about one of the hottest topics yes. that we have going on inside our world not right now, but like all the time, like literally all the time. I feel like this the conversation, I'm saying this word 75 times a week. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think a lot of it comes from, we are so intentional about y'all doing business the easiest way possible yep. without the need for large ad spends or giant marketing budgets or a ton of social media presence, or followers, mm -hmm. or big email lists. Instead, we really want you to focus on connections. And I would say the vast majority of our clients, they start out and get booked out with almost exclusively referrals. Yeah. And then as they grow, they definitely start experimenting with other strategies. But to get to the point where they're fully booked, this is where they're spending their time and energy and it is so effective. And so we want to talk about some different ways. That 10, you ways. Can, 10, 10 ways. 10 ways, y'all. Start to look into getting more referrals mm -hmm. in your world. Well, and I want to start this off with a caveat slash just yell at you about referrals before we get into the strategies. A referral lead is just as a real lead as a stranger. Yes. Quit downplaying the quality and impact that referrals can have in your business just because they felt easier to get yeah. or that they flowed to you better. That is literally the definition of an easy business is utilizing something that's easy to get and flows to you better. Referrals by and far are higher quality, will pay better, will be easier to work with, will finish their projects faster, will maintain their scope. And also they know other dreamy clients who can yeah. lend you referrals. It literally just takes one dreamy client yes. to unlock an entire network of other dreamy clients. And the clients that we see who use that route versus traditional like quantity over quality route have a much easier time reaching their goals faster and are generally happier in their day to day. Yes. Study. Couldn't, no. agree. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Now, Seven out of 10 service providers say. <laughs> I know. Now I want to start with my favorite way to look for referrals mm -hmm. because I think we underestimate how powerful our current relationships are. Yes. And we assume that if we talk about our current relationships and referrals that we think we need to ask our mom or our aunt or our cousin to buy from us. Mm -hmm. And it's not at all what I'm saying. Nope. Are some of those people potential clients for you? Maybe, but that is not what I'm talking about here. Nope. Instead, I want you to take a look around at who you know, at which PS on average, most of you know at least a thousand people, yep. which sounds like a shit ton. Mm -hmm. But if you add up who you went to school with, who you have in your church community, if you have kids who's in their school community, people that you've met in certain organizations or yep. at various points in your life, your parents' friends, like 
it very quickly adds up to a thousand. Yep. I am not suggesting you know all of these people well, nope. but they or that do. you're going to talk to a thousand people. No, but you likely know them and they know you back. Yep. And the level is un- irrelevant, but you have a network. And so I want you to look around at your network and identify two people, maybe three that you would consider super connectors. Now, when I say super connectors, they're likely extroverted, bubbly, chatty. They tend to know everyone whenever you run into them. They're like, oh, I also ran into so-and-so or like they literally use the words (laughs) that sound like they're in constant communication with other people. Yeah. It's like actively a part of what they're saying and doing. And so I think it's important that we pay attention to that. Okay. So if they're the kind of person that is like clearly just well-known in the community and obviously connected to other people, they also just by nature, in my opinion, tend to be helpers. Yes. They tend to be people who want to connect others. Like that's part of who they are. Mm -hmm. My best friend, Madeline, she is undoubtedly a connector. Mm -hmm. And she used to joke when we were in college that it was her mission in life that all of her friends would be friends so Mm -hmm. that she could just go hang out with everyone she knew. Mm -hmm. And I found that the most exhausting job on the planet. But it was always so fun to be around her because I met so many new people. But the things I learned from having her as my best friend is just to realize how genuinely they care about those connections and spreading them out. And so because of that, I encourage you to identify who two or three of those people are, and then you reach out to them proactively and ask for the kinds of people you're looking for. Yeah. Whether that you want to be connected with other connectors that know more people like your ideal client, Mm -hmm. whether they know your potential ideal clients around them. These are the kind of people you sit down, you have coffee with, you get to know them, you explain what you're doing and what you're after. Yeah. And you utilize their willingness to want to connect you with others. Now, the first thing you're going to want to say is, okay, I know a connector, but they're not an ideal client. Get that out of your head. That person does not need to hire you. I don't give a shit if they're an ideal client. No, It's more of their personality and do they know you? That That's it. Those are the filters. Because if they already know you and love you, they want to support you and see you succeed. Check. Yeah. And if their personality is a bubbly one, you never know who they know. And they might introduce you to just more connectors. But it's like it's always that like one degree of separation, three degrees of separation kind of thing. It's not going to take you long to find someone who is more in that ideal client range. Yeah. Two to three degrees of separation is not uncommon. Right. And it's still going to have a lot of validation tied to it. Yep. Okay. So this goes into our second strategy for finding referrals, especially once you start that conversation, how do you actually then get the actual connections with ideal clients? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We want to be as specific as possible. So if you're sitting down with this connector over virtual coffee or in person, or maybe you run into them and you just have 10 minutes to kind of quote unquote, pick their brain a little bit. Yeah. I think it's really important that we're specific, clear, and I would say blunt, but I mean blunt in the best of ways. We're like, don't dance around what you're saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Precise, concise, clear. Yeah. 
and ask for what you're looking for. In my experience, I loved asking for who are three people that you know that insert what I need, you know, and could you send me their emails right now? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I tended to, if I was in person, I would say, I would love if you today could connect me with so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so, or if I didn't know exactly their names, then like, three people like this. Mm -hmm. And then if we were virtual, then usually it was an easy follow up after the fact, or at the even at the end of the meeting, where I'll be like, great, like, thank you so much for today. My action plan is I'm going to connect you with so because I always try to reciprocate. Mm -hmm. I'm going to connect you with so and so that I think you should know. I love if you could send a virtual introduction of these three people, blah, blah, blah. And then if I said I was going to do something, I would do that as quickly as possible. Yep. Yep. Because me showing action makes that an easier ask. And generally speaking, these emails take the person 15 seconds to put together. Yep. So quick. I just, I did it for a friend a couple weeks ago and it was the easiest thing. And now they're connected and who knows what's going to happen from that. So people want to do this. They truly do. It does not feel like a hindrance. It does not feel annoying for them. They want to support you. You just have to be specific in your request. So I want to actually jump ahead to one that's really in tandem with what we're already talking about, because I think that this continues to help follow up this process. And it's being really clear on the key results and the problems that you solve. Yes. The number one issue that we hear our clients is, okay, but no one's actually referring me to anyone because they don't really know who to send my way. Or I have people who said they will refer, but they haven't done it yet. And the key root cause of that issue is they don't know what to refer you for. Right. You didn't get clear in the meeting or in your ask, or when you reintroduce what you were doing, you can't just come in and say, I'm a designer or I'm a copywriter or I'm a photographer. I mean, people have a vague idea of what that means, right? but also all of those things can mean a thousand things. Yeah. Yep. And so how can you be really clear on if you have an ideal client, the kinds of people you want to work with, whether that's a certain niche, a certain stage of business you want them to be in, how many people are on their staff? Like there's a million things that quantify why you would want to work with a specific company or person. And then simultaneously, what are you offering to solve a problem? And so instead of getting focused on, well, I have a package that includes da 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 Mm -hmm. you instead talk about the problems that you solve and the key results it provides for your potential clients. And then all of a sudden it clicks for people. Oh, I actually know so-and-so. She would die if that Mm -hmm. happened for her, you know? Exactly. And like, you want them to like make the connection in the mind because it's way easier for them to try those results on for the people they know than it is to think, well, do they need a website? Do they need photos? Like, right. right. What is the exact thing? Yeah. If you provide a filter for people, it helps them go through the own Rolodex in their brain of their connections because they want to refer you to people, but they're not going to send you a thousand ideas. And so they need to have a framework of who to filter in their mind so that they can actually send you the ones that are going to matter. Right. So I think don't hesitate to clarify, clarify again and clarify again. Yeah. And if they give you some ideas, like 
even asking more about that person. Yeah. And then if you're like, oh, yeah, do you happen to know someone else who also does this? Right. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I also love having the conversation in the sense of like, do you know of anyone who really struggles with this? Like, this is the type of problems they're going through right now. Here's yeah. maybe the type of person that they are. And especially if you're still kind of rounding out your offer exactly, like you don't have a tagline to say, here's what I do. I think attacking it in the sense of like, this is the type of dreamy client that I want to work with. Do you know of anyone like that? Yeah. And in that way, you can talk about their problems as if those are the kinds of things they might have been complaining about to someone else. Yep. 
and be like, oh, they're just super busy and they struggle with this. And then all right. of a sudden they're like, oh, the last time I had wine was so Yeah. Yeah. Do you know any people from your C-suite days who are like really wanting, ready to leave their job and pursue XYZ? Like maybe you help career changes or maybe you help that job transition, whatever it might look like, like getting really specific on the time of life or thought that someone might be thinking right now. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of switch gears, but this is still part of the referral process. One of my favorite things to do is to do it once and then never have to do it again. And then be automatically funneled. Repeat systems. (laughs) Love it. So when you talk about passive or evergreen or money while you sleep, this is the service provider way of doing that. And it's setting up automatic processes within your offboarding or client experiences. It can happen throughout the entire journey, but offboarding is where it makes sense for most people especially when starting it for the first time, but automatic emails, forms, requests to send to your existing clients to get them to refer you to more clients. Mm-hmm. Dream. mm-hmm. Dreamy, dreamy. Now, I think with this, there is some language that would be helpful. And we do provide scripts for this kind of thing inside the incubator. So if you'd love help setting up your offboarding process and workflows, I definitely encourage you to apply. Yep. Okay, so this next one you do. Oh, I think it makes Emily so uncomfortable. I hate it so much, but I included it because it works. <laughs> it's so effective. Okay, so when you know you need to know someone and you know something about them, but you don't know who would know them, did that all make sense? <laughs> uh, then I encourage you to just like spread it to the masses in a non-confrontational way. So Mm -hmm. what do I mean? I'm not saying go post on your Instagram and do like a fancy graphic. That's all I'm saying. This is like something you throw up on your Facebook page. Maybe you would post in your stories. Literally the more off the whim, off the cuff it looks, the more genuine it'll go across, the better it'll work. I promise you. So do not overthink this. But you literally just type the sentence, who do you know in insert industry? Yep. Question mark. Yep. And if you need to add a location, or then you, you know a great Kansas City photographer. But right. Maybe you help photographers set up their workflows for something. That's it. Yeah. You know a great Kansas City photographer. Maybe this is like, it doesn't have to be your direct potential clients. It could also be ways for you to find great connectors Mm -hmm. in like a specific way. So like we have a client who wants to partner with realtors because they want to do more move out services and they're a professional organizer and have years of experience there. Well, a lot of industries, you become referral partners with specific people. I know when I was moving and I had bought my new house, the first person I asked who they knew for flooring, paint, da, 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 the realtor, right? And so we forget that these people are the people who get asked the question. And so how can you become the answer they say? And so a lot of it, it's still about creating relationships. This does not mean you post this and then you DM them some crazy script. 
No. Okay, girl. No. No, 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 no. You get who the people are, but then you really do have to go above and beyond to create real relationships with them and be willing to get to know them first before you pitch whatever idea you have up your sleeve. Yeah. But it it, it can be highly effective because like Emily said, it's all about one. Like we're not trying to look for massive results here. We just need a handful of people to really take us seriously. And I think you'd be surprised. But who do you know in insert industry, insert characteristic of client, insert Mm -hmm. characteristic of client plus location. Yep. And then that's it. Don't say why. Don't Mm -hmm. say why you need to talk to them. People will just comment and be like, oh yeah, this person. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Do it and tell us how it goes. Yes. Okay. So this next one I want to talk about, I feel like it's the flip of the one we just talked about where like, if that one makes you super uncomfy to do, then I encourage you to just start here and it can start flexing the muscle of talking a little bit more about what you do out loud. And it seems super simple, but I'm telling you, you're not doing it enough. Literally tell everyone, you know, all the time, everywhere about what you do. When you're standing in line at Target and someone makes small talk with you, when you're at the coffee shop and you keep going to the same one and they're like, oh my God, I remembered your order. Oh yeah, I'm here working on XYZ. I come here to work for my whatever business. Practice. Literally practice practice it. But one of my favorite ways to do this, because I don't go a lot of places, I did have literally that exact coffee shop conversation with someone about two weeks ago because I was in a writing frenzy. And so I was at the coffee shop nearly every day and I order the same thing. And she was like finally remembering my name and my order. And so I like told her why I was there. So that was pretty cool. But I love doing this through like storytelling on social media. So if you're someone who like has an active Instagram or a Facebook and you like posting, you're just, it's something fun for you. I do it as a creative outlet. I talk about the fact that like what I'm working on today or what I'm excited about. And it's more of like, here's what's going on in my life in my day. It's not a pitch thing, but it's like, remember, this is what I do. And this is what I have. And these are the resources, or this is what I know. This is my expertise Because there will be randomly people who email me or message me or DM me and they're like, I sent so-and-so your way because I just saw your post about XYZ. You never know who's soaking in your content and then who will then take action for it. Yeah. It's not necessarily about using social media to make this massive following. It's about using social media to get really clear on what you do So that even the small group of people that are following you all of a sudden become your referral network. Yep. Yep. And they are valuable. So take care of them. Every time like I do end up hanging out with girlfriends or whatever, even if they don't comment or respond to my stories or Instagram, they're seeing it. So as soon as we see each other, they're like, oh my gosh, congratulations on the recent launch or your conference. How did that go? What's going on? And it's a way to just like talk about work and business in a way that's like celebratory and support. And then it enables us to open up the conversation then to being like, yeah, if you happen to know anyone who X, Y, Z, like send them my way or whatever it might be. It's a really like natural conversation starter. Mm -hmm. Now, this has to be my second favorite idea. Yeah. The first one is definitely just like hanging out with connectors because they're fun people and they're, I think I'm a wannabe extrovert, but I'm really not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I love the interaction and then I'm like so burnt out for three days afterwards. But my second favorite opportunity is to find someone who is nearly like me, who has very similar vibes 
who has very similar services, who has very similar ideal clients, Mm -hmm. and simply become partners, not business partners. That's not what I'm saying here. Don't do that. (laughs) Become partners rather than competitors. Yep. Because the opportunities you guys have to trade business with someone who has a very similar offering is so incredible. I did this very early on in my career, and it's definitely something we are going to teach on more inside the incubator about creating a referral engine where you actually get paid to take leads on from other people or get paid to say no to leads, get paid to say no to leads. This can go both ways for sure. I think a lot of our clients are at the point where they get to be the person they refer business away, which Mm -hmm. is such an exciting place to be, but utilize these strategic connections to create relationships. And again, this takes time. You don't just find this person on social or hear about them from a friend of a friend. And then like the first time you get together, be like, you should totally send me the people you don't want to work with. Cause I'd love to work. With. <laughs> no, no. Don't like, do that. like there's some strategy to this and we will cover it way more inside the incubator. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely apply and we'll go over it in more mm-hmm. detail. But I think this is such a cool opportunity. I did not hesitate as an early service provider to pay another designer for her leads. I paid her a commission, a percentage of the job up to a cap for the lead, but I only paid her if they booked, if they paid me. And then after we did one project together, they were then my client and I didn't owe her anything from that point forward. It was incredibly valuable to the start of my business And easily helped me go from like that bootstrapping, Mm -hmm. like desperate for every client phase to I am so busy. I don't don't have time for any more of your leads. Yeah. What a great thing to be. Accelerated that process. Yeah. I mean, like we're talking like weeks. So yes, for sure. (laughs) And it was, I mean, while I say don't spill it all in one meeting, like this took two or three meetings. Right. Like it wasn't crazy. But it's just about being kind, genuine, and having real relationships. Yep. Okay. Do you want to go over your next one? Yes. I want you to find networking opportunities. And I think we're not looking at networking opportunities enough. But I want you to find a group of similar providers that have related services but are not direct competitors. So I think there's certain industries that are already doing this really well. And there's certain industries that suck at this and (laughs) you need to work on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you go into any wedding service provider, they will happily hand you a list of preferred providers that are, that offer related services. Like they're a florist and they know a cake person or a planner or their dress shop that they like. They're so good at this. And this is like an industry standard that everyone What's your collect, vendor list? Like collects a vendor list with anyone who doesn't have a vendor list because yeah. what are they doing? <laughs> right. They have this set group and it, it can start to feel a little clicky, but it also means they're exchanging business all the time. Yeah. And it's good for everyone involved in the group. I don't see the same synergy happening in other industries. Anywhere else. 
And so the only one that is kind of similar is the real estate industry because it's yeah. like a realtor and a mortgage person and an inspection person and yeah. an appraiser. They do trade leads a lot. But yeah, there are very few others that I can think of. Yeah. So why can't you be the leader mm-hmm. in your space to yeah. identify, like we're talking five to seven providers yeah. that are very clearly tied into someone who hits this point in life or this space or needs this thing will also need these things. It achieves two things. It makes you not have to be the expert at everything because you can't, right? And it also enables you to serve a kick-ass experience for your clients because you're able to like kind of provide these services for them through referrals. Mm -hmm. Now, could you maybe find like a Facebook group to get this started or a networking group to get this started. Maybe I do think some of this is going to take like some intentional outreach Mm -hmm. and some, you're going to have to sit down with people, create real connections. Like you're going to need to find them like you want to hire them and have a conversation with them like a real person. Yeah. And talk through it. And, you know, you might not put them on your preferred vendor list until you do share a client. Right. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. But like, I think it's important that you start to have those conversations because other industries have been taking advantage of this idea for years yeah. and it's just not happening in other spaces. And so and let's it's really model cool it because I think it's the perfect stepping stone to take before hiring your own subcontractors to do work. So like imagine you're a designer for website or branding and your clients also need SEO or they need hosting or they need copywriting or beautiful brand images for their new website. Can you like referral partner with other people to build your network to create that amazing experience for your clients without having to like actually hire them? Yeah, it reduces the risk and friction inside your own business. You know, very well, a step two after that might be that you start whitelisting some of those services and including them and hiring maybe even that same person. Yep. You never know. You know, Emily was essentially a whitelisted service when I started and was doing branding and websites. And it appeared as though the photography was a part of the package, but I was hiring Emily to do the photos. Yep. And so and then I, just, I just said, you cannot get rid of me. That's true. <laughs> She's like, I'm staying. Damn it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Okay. So our last tip that I want to give you, and again, I feel like it's one of those obvious ones. And when I say it, I want to explain what I mean, but we literally just saw a client use this technique and it actually worked and it got the ball rolling and it's very exciting. So we've been having all these conversations about different tactics. And if you're like, okay, but I'm still kind of overwhelmed about like where to go and where to start. And if you're coming at me, cause this has happened before is the only reason why I say it. And you literally tell me you don't know anyone you're lying to yourself. You're so you're lying. lying to yourself. You can be an introvert and still get referrals. You cannot know that many people and you can still get referrals. And it's this technique that sometimes catapults or like really starts the domino effect of opening up referrals for you. And it's starting local in your own city, in your own town, in your own local communities. Now this could mean, cause here's what I'm going to hear you say, but I just moved here and I don't know anyone. Okay, bitch, where'd you live? before? Where's your hometown? Where's your alma mater? Where's the school you went to? I mean, local as in where are your rooted connections? 
Yeah. Start with where you have your deepest roots for sure. What this looks like, even if you are new, sometimes it's a great opportunity because you could walk into a coffee shop and say, I'm new to the community. Do you happen to know anyone who blah, blah, blah. And the barista could give you a referral. They're talking to a ton of people. They're the best connectors. Yes. I mean... In the same way, you would walk, maybe this is just me, maybe this is my small town talking, but if you were in a small town and you walked into the gas station, you could ask the gas station, what's the best auto part guy in town? And he would tell you, (laughs) the barista is going to know other service providers, I promise. One of our recent clients did this where she actually lives in Kansas City now, but she's not from here. And she really wanted to just get an easy yes for one of her new offers. And we always talk about starting local, start with your roots, start with what you know, start with the easiest yes first, because it domino effects into more yeses. So she went back to her hometown in Omaha. And was like, okay, I'll go back to the school I graduated from, the connections that I still have from there, and try to get a yes. And she did. And she got further yeses after that first one. And it's eventually going to like make its way back to where she lives now. But sometimes getting those first initial yeses, especially with a new offer, if you're doing a high-touch signature service like we teach you, then getting that builds so much confidence for you to go further with it. Mm -hmm. So good. So good, my (laughs) friends. I love this for you. Now, if any of this sounds intimidating or you want more coaching around how to infuse that in your own business, like the real deal scripts, Mm -hmm. we want to help you create your own double referral engine. And we teach you exactly how to do that inside the incubator. So step numero uno Mm -hmm. is to apply to the incubator. And once you apply, if you're accepted, you'll get access to this incredible training all about how to double your income and reduce your hours It is so awesome. Mm -hmm. And I'm just really excited about what this could look like. So head to bossproject.com slash incubator, apply, and then send us a DM over at Boss Project on Instagram and let us know you're interested in generating more referrals and being part of the incubator. We'd love to chat. Thanks for listening to the Strategy Hour podcast. For show notes, links, downloads, and other awesome resources, head to thestrategyhour.com. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to the both of us if you'd take a minute to leave a review. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen next time as we dish out some more awesome strategy. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. 
really love the show, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.